Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. After a long couple of months, it's finally feeling like we're getting back to business as usual. But it's not the usual at all. At Missoula's Wingate, we are, as always, committed to giving you a relaxing stay at a great value. But we're also balancing the new guidelines, like maximum pool occupancies and increased disinfecting, to protect your health with a never-ending pledge to make you feel at home when you're not. If you find yourself on the road in the Missoula area, please consider staying with us at Missoula's Wingate. Daily Sports Talk Show. Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! What up, what up? Happy Friday. It's Colter Nuanas. Nuanas Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula, as well as SWX Montana Television. If you're watching on TV, beautiful man in purple, Rajim Seabrook. He's got a big game tonight, so he's only hanging out for half the show, but that's okay. We got all sorts of stuff to get to, including getting you all prepped up for the game he's going to take off to go coach in Missoula Sentinel hosting Kalispell Glacier tonight. We'll do all things high school football. Also going to get into the Missoula Palheads a little bit. They are the champions of the Pioneer League after a resounding championship game victory last night. Also going to talk a little bit about the Grizz, although the Grizz are on a bye this week, but Rajim was kind enough to help us out with the pregame show last week, so we'll talk that. Also talk about last night's Thursday night football game. Probably something's going to make my man a little bit salty. Cringeworthy. <laughs> we'll also continue our NFL talk. We're also going to be joined by Patrick Williamson. He's our first mattress firm student of the week. For the 2021-2022 year, he's a uh, soccer player over there at Gallatin High School in Bozeman. Second hour, Rajim's going to take off, but we're going to hear from all three Class AA coaches from around the city of Missoula, Dane Oliver from Missoula Sentinel, Matt Johnson from Helena Capital, and Mick Morris 
from Hellgate. Excuse me, Matt Johnson from Missoula. Big Sky, they're playing Helena Capital. And Mick Morris from uh, Missoula Hellgate, they take on Helena High tonight. And then send in your weekend. A new segment we got around here, Inside the Big Sky, with Mary Lou's Cook. She's the director of broadcast and digital media at the Big Sky Conference. She does a great job uh, for, on behalf of the entire league. She's got great insight because she gets to interview the players of the week around the league in every single sport. So she's got some good stories in terms of that goes, and uh, we'll be happy to welcome her in and then uh, give you a little preview of the only college football game in the state of Montana this weekend. At the Division One level, that is. There's some frontier games in the state. But the only Big Sky Conference game in Montana, Montana State hosts the University of San Diego. I'll be heading to Bozeman. Got my pregame show over there tomorrow morning. So excited to get back over at Bobcat Stadium. And uh, I've been there since December of 2019, so it's been a long haul since I watched a game in Bozeman. Uh, so good to be back. What's up, my man? How you living? Well, brother, it is a beautiful I, I, late summer. Early fall day. It was like 30-something degrees this morning. It was cold this morning. Dude, it was cold. Like I, I, went, I, I went home at lunch to change my shirt because I was wearing, like, sweatshirt. Like, yeah. it was cold this morning. No, I walked out the door this morning. I was like, and I'm walking right back in because it was uh, Montana's beautiful autumn season is is on is right here, man. We got the last full moon of the of the summer this weekend, and then it, it's fall. But to, to, to answer your question, I am well. I am happy. Excited about this game tonight. And always, I love ending my Friday afternoons with you, brother. Let's go. It is a Friday, so that means we are getting extra caffeinated. I might be a little over-caffeinated today, but that's all right. No such thing. <laughs> this guy's a beast, man. He can go like seven, eight espresso shots, man. Let's go. He can. I already had two cups of whatever drip coffee Tommy makes, which is like tr- triple strength. That was like shaking this morning. I was like, whoa, Tommy, man, making the coffee super strong. But got my iced Americano, as I always do, from Florence Coffee. No matter where you're at in Missoula, or pretty much around the entire state of Montana, there's a Florence Coffee Company near you. Swing on by. It's a Friday, Friday afternoon, so you can stay up late. Maybe going to a high school football game. There's a bunch of great high school football games from border to border, east to west, north to south, everywhere in Montana. So go get yourself a Florence Coffee. Go enjoy yourself a little high school football action. Friday night lights, about as good as it gets here in the Treasure State. Before we get into all things football, Regime, got to talk a little bit about the baseball game last night. What up? The Missoula Paddleheads, despite the fact that they won the first half and then they won the second half and then they won their play-in playoff game, they came all the way down the wire. That's what's crazy about this format of independent minor league baseball in game 99. It was going to be the last game of the summer, win or lose for the Missoula Paddleheads. They left no doubt. 11 runs by the third inning, a 14-1 victory in Boise over the Boise Hawks. A.J. Wright, 3-for-3 with two home runs and seven RBI. And the Paddleheads finished their season like it began, just pounding people, pounding the baseball, scoring a, a ridiculous amount of runs. And they finished their season 67 and 32 with three, count them, three championships, including the one that matters most, the fifth championship in that franchise's history, but their first as the Missoula Paddleheads. And as of right now, percentage wise, they have the best record in professional baseball, period. Major League Baseball, Minor League Baseball, Independent League Baseball. Pretty darn good debut season for the Missoula Paddleheads. 67 wins is nothing to sneeze at. In 100 games? In 100 games, that's ridiculous. Like, that winning percentage for any sport with that amount of games is just not only ridiculous, more than that, Coulter, it's impressive. And uh, happy to be part of it. It was was an interesting game. There were some uh, theatrics. You don't see triples very often. It was was fun to see that pull triple. That That is one of the hardest accomplishments in baseball outside of batting for cycle but 
I just it was a good game, and I'm just glad the Paddleheads are you know did did what they did in their inaugural season. Congratulations to the Davis family ownership group as well as Matt Ellis, a yes. great friend of this show, who's uh, been kind enough to swing by all the time. Congratulations to uh, Kim and Taylor and all the people in promotions down there and everybody because we work very close with the Paddleheads. They are. Uh, our evening broadcasting on in the evenings during the summer here at ESPN Radio, and we are their direct affiliate. So uh, happy for them, happy for all the people that run that organization. I know it was a really difficult last couple of years, not only because of all the stuff we all dealt with, but minor league baseball was on life support. Man, there there was a there was a uh, an, a chance that all baseball teams at this level are going to be eliminated but the pioneer league made it happen they added some teams they were willing to go the independent route and uh now that it's all said and done i found this season incredibly uh, uh, really fun i thought it was really good product the fact that they get to make their own roster decisions is huge, huge. I, I mean so often you would see these awesome players that be drafted by the diamondbacks and they'd only play half of the game half half of each game that they play in because they only want them to get two at-bats. They don't want them to get burned out. Or, like the really, really good ones, they'd be here for two weeks. And they're out. Three weeks. So then they get called up. Well, th- this team had about five guys get called up to the double, triple-A levels. But still, uh, then they were able to go replace them with whoever they wanted. It wasn't ne- just the next guy from the developmental league in the Dominican Republic or whatever, like the Diamondbacks used to send to Missoula. So uh, I thought, by and large, the product was much improved and very good for the Paddleheads and for Missoula. Yeah, from a base... In- that's twofold, right? From the sports sense, it was a much better game, better <clears throat> better played, better equipped. But then the entertainment aspect, when the team is better, the entertainment value goes up. And uh, living so close to the stadium like you and I do, Coulter, yep. it was awesome to see the vibe and the emotion and the, and the energy around this team also match the magnitude of what they were to do out on the diamond. You want to watch or listen to this show anywhere besides the traditional radio or the traditional television? You head on over to our station website, 1029ESPN.com. There you'll find the stream. Just click on Listen Live. You can listen to this show as well as ESPN Radio, 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. Want to give us a call? You want to be a part of the show? Call us or text us, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. All guests will join us via the Rangage Brothers RV phone line. Got feedback, got comments about the Paddleheads, the Grizz, the Bobcats, the NFL, the Giants, all of the things. Give us a call, shoot us a text, be involved in the show. You can also find the show on YouTube as well. N-U-A-N-E-Z will get you there. And, of course, as always, we're broadcasting from the Northwest Motorsport Studio. Northwest Motorsport is located at the corner of Stevens and Mount. They boast the largest inventory of trucks anywhere in the Pacific Northwest, so head on down and check them out. Nuanas now, ESPN Radio. Uh, let's talk about last weekend. Woo! That was fun, brother. Yeah, so we got all set up. Uh, it was an awesome production. Thanks to all of our awesome sponsors for our college game day. But we were live for two hours before the uh, University of Montana opened their home football season against Western Illinois. Got you all prepped up. First game that we've had a chance to do college game day at in years. So that was super, super fun. Thanks to everybody for coming by, saying hi, saying what's up, taking some swag, giving us the feedback, giving us all the love. That was that super was so cool. much fun. Super fun, man. Uh, but just your thoughts on, on what it was because you, you, you went home uh, to watch the game. And just chill out, but uh, pretty impressive effort by the Grizzlies. Outstanding. It was good to see Bobby Ball back in full swing, and uh, it, it felt like it took the bear a little bit to wake up. And it, and, and, and it, on one it, side of the ball. On one side I, of the I ball. I think that defense is just, their hair's been on fire since, like, uh, fall camp opened. Son. 
It's like a good piece of bacalao, nice and salty. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I'm actually fascinated by this because one, one thing, oftentimes when you're doing group interviews in the media and you're working with other you know, TV and sports writers and things like that, right. a lot of times the, the, the media people, they gravitate towards the low-hanging fruit. And you can often tell that they don't really know what they're watching or they're not watching at all. Right. A lot of programs, a lot of teams that you cover at the collegiate level, ones versus ones at practice is not that common. You're going ones versus twos or you're going one versus scout team. Yep. And I'm sure that now that Montana's into in-season mode, they're probably going ones versus scout team. You don't want to have your ones versus ones during no. the season, except for nope. maybe every once in a while in practice just for the challenge of it. But because this was the longest offseason in the history of college football. The longest spring break in they, America. They, yeah. the, the Grizz engaged in a couple spring balls, a couple fall balls. All they're doing is playing against each other. So it was ones versus ones all the time. I actually, I'm surprised that Montana's offense hasn't been better because they have good personnel. They actually, in fact, have great personnel in certain areas. I know that they're down their top three running backs, but the fact that they went against this Grizz defense that hasn't allowed a point in 115 consecutive minutes, I'm actually surprised because the offense looked better to me going against this fearsome Grizz defense the last month during fall camp than they have going against the Washington Huskies and, and the Western Illinois Leathernecks. A lot of that um, offense takes time to gel. Uh, unlike defense where you can just kind of pin your head, react, and reflex, offense takes time to gel and you need chemistry. When you lose your top three uh, running backs, you lose three layers of chemistry. It just changes the complexion and sometimes the complexities of the game. Offense takes time to gel. Your first go out, you're playing a, you're playing a Pac-12 team. You're, it, that's yeah. different than what you're going to see in the big sky. It takes a minute to kind of gather yourself. Sure. And as evidenced by last week, once the, once the, the, the train got on the track... There was no looking back. Well, the last couple of years, too, Montana's offensive line deficiencies have been very apparent. They're much better on the offensive line right now. Much improved. Also, though, the fact that they were on, you know, Isaiah Childs is Montana in his in its essence. They're uh, three-slash-fourth string running back. Marcus Knight's out. He's going to be out for a while. He tore his ACL mm-hmm. in the spring. Nick Osmo's out. He's going to return. He has an ankle thing going on, but he'll be back. Um Xavier Harris also turned his ankle against Washington. He practiced this week, but he wasn't he wasn't in the lineup. So that's their third guy. And then Isaiah Childs, who's a really good back and a, a transfer from Akron, he fumbles early. So then he's kind of in the doghouse. Cold. Boom. Junior Bergen into the mix from Billings Sr. The guy played running back for about 10 days by the time he got on the field. But a testament to Montana's offensive line. We were, we're used to seeing... This iteration of Bobby Howe's Grizzlies, ironically, throw the ball all over the place. That's because they had a pro quarterback in Dalton Sneed, who's now up in the CFL. They had a Big Ten receiver in Samari Torre, who's now at Nebraska. One thing I think that maybe is has maybe uh, dampened the the perception of the Grizz offense right now is they're only throwing for about 225 yards a game. But why is that? Because they're actually running the football. They're, they're pounding the rock. It's called balance. The minute you start seeing numbers decline in one area and you're still winning, it's inevitable that they're going up in others. Well, Bobby so, Halk always says his magic number for rushing yards is 250 rushing yards. They had 248 rushing yards last game with their fifth string running back who was playing receiver a week ago. Pretty good. Yeah, which means indicators all point towards... The offense is going to open it up, and they will get their feet under them. And when they do, if they can match the intensity and, as I said, the brackish saltiness uh, flavor of this defense, watch out, everyone. Well, that's the other thing that people need to understand. I, you know, I when I'm, when I'm talking about people, I'm talking about all you fine listeners because we hear from so many of you, and it's so good to have football back. Love it. I love doing this in a small town and having a platform. Yes, but sir. But then also having to be small enough town that I do hear from so many people that listen to the show. 
that's the other part about my job, like being out and about doing sales and stuff. I do get to go have, you know, conversations with dozens of people every week, just Absolutely. what's going on. And I love having the Grizz back because it always gives you something besides business to talk about, which is super good. But the other thing worth mentioning is Sammy and Kim is one of the most talented mm. players in the country. It's very clear that the two teams Montana's played so far are fully aware of that. He was getting all of the coverage against both Washington and Western Illinois. He did catch his 23rd career touchdown against Western Illinois. Mm -hmm. But you can tell he's getting a ton of attention. Yes. Mitch Roberts also, he was the guy that wasn't on the scouting report. Sam Spartan. That used to get some catches because people were giving so much attention to Torrey and Akem. Well, now people know that Mitch Roberts is a dude. He's getting some extra attention too. But what's that mean? Malik Flowers has the best game of his career. He has 100 yards receiving and two touchdowns. So good. But one thing leads to the other, right? Like, that's what happens. If a defense is going to try to take away your premier players, that's where Montana's going to kill people because the, then the dudes that aren't being taken away are guys like Malik Flowers, who's an All-American kick returner. Game killers. Just straight game team killers. That's what's awesome about this. It's nice to have an arsenal. You, you, it's nice to have your shotgun, your rifle, your 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 nine mil. And right now, Bobby just gets to put the weapons on the table and say, "Okay, you're going to take away my shotgun. Watch out for this on the other end." And right now, I'm liking it, man. Keep the arsenal open. Speaking of the arsenal, I'm so happy with the arsenal that we got here at ESPN Radio. Listen to Nuanez now, Rajiv Seabrook, one Yo. of my main weapons here on uh, the radio as well as SWX Montana Television. Been a fun week. Riley Corcoran kicked it with me on Monday for a bit. Myri Morningweg. Uh, former longtime NFL coach, we debuted his Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty, which was super. That super was fun. so. Can I? Can I? Can I tell you? Listening to that, I had like this proud moment. Like the show took a different elevation with you and it, it was cool. It was a different yeah. show, man. And it was. It was. I don't know. I'm smiling because I was happy, but it was just. It was cool. Your banter, your candor with each other, slamming, son. Thanks, man. Well, I mean, Coach Marty's the best around, so love kicking it with him. We'll do that in the five o'clock hour. Every Monday. Oh, but we also heard from Andrew Houghton, Brooks Nuanez, Mary Lou's Cook is coming up a little bit later on. But Alex Eshelman from uh, SWX in Bozeman. Uh, Sean Rainey from SWX Montana. The one and only Gus Tutel was here yesterday. So we had all the contributors on this weekend. And, man, I couldn't do it without any of you guys because uh, you guys are what makes this so fun. Speaking of Nuanez now, let's talk about the high school football slate, particularly What's up? The pretty purple you're wearing. First and foremost, the Sentinel Glacier game from Missoula County Public Stadium tonight, 7 p.m. kick. You know it. Can be found right here on SWX Montana Television. And Gus Tutel, Ryan Tutel on the call. How about that? He's back in the play-by-play. Oh, this guy. Oh, Sergeant Stanky Leg. I'm so <laughs> glad he's back bringing those dulcet tones back to the airwaves and into your ears. It's going to be a game for the ages. Oh, buddy. Um, Glacier's, Glacier came in the year as a top-five team, but yes. I think that what I've seen so far, I think that we've already seen Sentinel play one of the three best teams in the state in Billings West. Sentinel's yes. one of the three best teams, and Glacier's one of the three best teams. Oh, I think Glacier is it's one, two, three in that order right now. You think so? Oh, yeah, and uh, we're not taking them lightly at all. This is, this is a team that you cannot sleep on offensively. They're a juggernaut. Their running back is my size. And bro, five. he's my size, dude. He is huge. Huge. Yeah, Jake Grandina is a a. Uh, I, I don't even really know Beast. what he is in, in terms of a comparison. Like he's a back that hasn't been seen in Montana a long time. Man, he honestly, this is crazy. 
This is this is. I don't, I don't want to put too much hype on the kid. Oh, he, don't don't. He, he don't reminds even me. Say of, it. He reminds me of Lex Hillard. Bro. No, I knew you were gonna say. He it. does, man. No, I knew I mean, you were gonna like say it. He's like six one, two thirty, just like Lex was. I know, man, and he moves. He can move. He does move, and he's so strong. He's very strong and powerful. People don't understand the difference between power and strength. I mean, you want to know how powerful this kid is? Jake Rendina. Tell him had the fourth. Highest power lift in the history of high school powerlifting the other week. I mean, this dude's he's deadlifting like 700 pounds. That's a Yugo. It's ridiculous. That's a Mazda Miata, son. But you you knew the Glacier was going to be good because Grady Bennett up there in Kalispell, smart. He, he does a phenomenal job. They have one of the most well-run programs in the state. There's no, it's not absolutely, a, it's not a mistake or a question why they are the college factory. I mean, it's like right now it's Glacier. It was Bozeman. Now Bozeman split up into See multiple ya. high schools, but. It's Glacier and Sentinel in terms of the programs that are producing D1 guys right now consistently. Yes, I agree with that assessment, Coulter. Tonight's game, please come and watch it. 7 o'clock kickoff. Watch it on SWX, 23 ABC. There's a shameless plug. Get there because this is the kind of game that you want to see. You want to see one in three play in the state. And I tell you right now, the winner of this game, even though I want the boys in purple to win, the winner of this game wins the West. Bold. It will be... uh, a step up as well because the other big-time team in the West, I should say big-time, the other favorited team in the West, the Helena High Bengals, they lost last they week. They lost, to exactly. Butte, to Butte High. So Butte High, upstart Butte High. They, they've been maybe the surprise of double-A so far. They're 2-1, and one, they're one loss, a one-point loss to Billing Senior, but they knocked off the number-two team in the state last week in Helena High. So uh, impressive start uh, from Butte so far. We're going to get you all primed up for all the high school football across the city of Missoula as well as across the state of Montana as we carry on here on Nuanas now, but before we get to that, I want to talk a little bit of NFL with you. Short conversation if it's about the gents. <laughs> Rajiv Seabrook, by the way, joining me, and he's a what up? He's from New York, born and raised. Fancies himself a fan of the New York Football Giants. Absolutely. Where are we at with the Giants? Because I was watching this last night. Uh, I was working a little bit, but I was uh, at a local establishment, and uh, a guy that I always run into down there, one of my buddies, he is. Uh, Giants fan as well. He's rooting for 0-16. He wants the number one pick because he thinks Danny Dimes is t- t- trash. What, but where are we at with the Giants? First of all, I, the look on your face says it all because this is why I love the NFC East because I hate the NFC East, but I love their fans because when they lose division games, it's like the world has just ended. Do you see the – folks, <laughs> look at the amount of disdain. Disdain on, on his face. I'm so agitated. You spend all this money on defense. You spend no money on the offensive line. You don't draft anything on the offensive line. And expect Danny Dimes, who's mediocre at best, you expect him to win with nothing around him. You can't do that, man. Gettleman went from no trades to all these trades, trying to look cute on paper and on the screen and looking like a a chump on Punk Street right now. And I tell you, sorry, channel my inner Stephen A., (laughs) What I'm most mad about is it's called the Andrew Luck proxy. Okay. Right? Andrew Luck, great talent, good quarterback, had the offensive weapons, but the general manager never drafted an offensive lineman higher than the sixth round. And then you wonder why this man is eating his spleen and his kidney and he's not even 40 years old yet. Well, and then ironically, they did use their draft picks the last two years, but Luck was fed up by that point and he'd already suffered. I mean, then he got the neck injury and he was like, nope, I'm good, and it was out. So this is the same situation of with the quarterback with much less caliber. The only thing you draft sixth 
pick first round out of the ACC is point guards, not quarterbacks. <laughs> That's right. Period. And if you do, you don't get them from Harvard of the South down there at Duke. Give me a break. Well, see, this whole thing was all because of, of, Eli. of, of your boy Eli Manning. There's certain people, certain coaches, that they establish this reputation, and oftentimes it's so valid, sometimes it becomes overblown. For, for Let's harken back to the, the early 90s to the mid-90s. For a while there, anybody that ever worked for the Tuna was getting a job, getting a head coaching job. Oh, no doubt. Bill Parcells and a lot of his disciples were outstanding. True. We've seen the Bill Belichick attempts to replicate Belichick's thing Eric Mangini, nope. Romeo Cornell, nope. Josh McDaniels, nope. nope. Brian Flores might be a dude who can do it because he's down there in Miami. He's doing a great job. But most of the Belichick tree hasn't been good. The only Joe Judge included. Uh, Joe Judge included, no question. But David Cutcliffe's the other one because David Cutcliffe was the offensive coordinator at Tennessee when Peyton Manning was there. He was the offensive coordinator at Ole Miss when Eli Manning was there. So there was this perception that this next guy that he had trained up in Daniel Jones was going to be a, a guy like the Mannings. I don't see it. What what conference is Ole Miss in? The SEC, baby. Exactly. What conference is Tennessee in? The SEC. They ain't got no letters close to the ACC <laughs> where they don't breed QBs to play for the NYG. Give me a break. Good gravy. How hot is this hot take? Taylor Heineke, the undrafted free agent, former Walter Payton award-winning quarterback out of Old Dominion who's been a basically career backup in the NFL is better than Daniel Jones. Yo, my dead grandmama <laughs> is better than Daniel Jones. <laughs> my great dead grandma can hit that five yard out like no one's business, and Daniel can't get five yards out of his own way, fumbling, stumbling, and bumbling. I'm done with him. He's a bum. Taylor Heineke stole the show last night. He played his college ball at Old Dominion. It was a, a, a really weird time there because oftentimes when you move from the FCS to the FBS as a program, mm -hmm. you have these transition years. Absolutely. So you're, you're, you know you're moving up. So you're recruiting guys based on, you know, you're going to be here, you're going to redshirt, or you'll be a freshman here. But by the time you're sophomore or junior, we're going to be in the FBS. You're recruiting to a higher level, but then you're ineligible for the playoffs. For whatever reason, you're still eligible for the postseason awards. Mm -hmm. So back in 2012, which was Heineke's uh, sophomore year at Old Dominion, they had all sorts of FBS players, including guys that had transferred in because they knew that Old Dominion was moving up. But that was their last year in the FCS. Heineke threw for 5,076 yards and 44 touchdowns, won the Walter Payton Award. I always thought it was a little bit of a busted honor only because he's a great player, and those statistics are awesome. But it wasn't really that fair. They weren't postseason eligible, and he's throwing to a bunch of d drop downs from like you're screaming about the ACC, those guys can still really oh, compete in the yeah, 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 no doubt about that. I'm just talking about one quarterback in particular, son. Here's the thing. I, I'm going to segue away from your boy over there and go back to old Danny Dimeless. When you struggle against Richmond University, when you're struggling against lower-tier D1 schools, you don't get picked in the first round. Like, if they pick this cat in the fourth or fifth round, Coulter, we're not even having this conversation. We're going to praise him up. Hopefully he does well. Pick him up, dust him off, shuffle him through the system. You're the number six pick overall, son. That's poor management. And I don't blame him. He is who he's going to be. He is who he is. Yeah. 
I, I, they they got to figure out something in New York. Uh, I think that it's, it's first round draft pick. It's more than just personnel based at this point, though, because you always knew. With there's a handful of franchises in the NFL, you always know, regardless of what the performance is going to be like on the field, they're going to be very solid just in terms of Management. the way that the organization is run. You're right. going to very rarely have off the field stuff. You're very rarely right. going to have controversy or stupid storylines right. that are infiltrating the locker room or you know anything. And, and usually, and even when the Giants have had, you know, every team, every franchise in a salary cap league is going to have their ups and downs. Right. But the Giants, there was always amongst their fan base true belief. That yes. they would be back soon. Absolutely. But from what's his name, the mustachio, Ben McAdoo, to then whatever we got going ben on McAdoo-doo? now. For whatever we got going on now, it's basically gone from the one of the most unshakable, unbreakable organizations in the NFL to now the other side of the coin, which I think is so bizarre. Well, a lot of it, I'll, I'll go back to the Tom Coughlin era, the last great era the Giants have had. And what, what when he left and unceremoniously fired... He took a lot of the people and personnel, including front office people, with him. So a lot of the infrastructure on from a management side and then the infrastructure from the coaching side was gutted when they got rid of Coughlin. And then you put in McAdoo, you bring in Gettleman, you know, the used car salesman of the century, and this is exactly what you get. You take one of the most proud franchises historically, along with, you know, places like the Steelers, the 49ers, the Patriots as of the last couple of years. And this is what you get, man. It, the, the Giants have got to get it together. You are in the media market capital of the world, and you are wet in the bed consistently. Goodbye. Nuanas now, 1029 ESPN Missoula, SWX Montana Television. Rajim Seabrook in studio with me, Colter Nuanas. He'll be riding for about another half an hour, then we got to get him out of here so we can get down to Missoula County Public Stadium. Let's go. But we'll keep you rolling as well. Stay tuned. Second hour, 5 o'clock hour. We'll hear from all three Class AA football coaches from across the Garden City and get you all prepped up for the weekend. Missoula's games as well as all the other games across the state of Montana as well. But now, we're going to keep talking about the NFL. I got all sorts of things to say, particularly though, don't overreact to week one results. Believe what you believe to be true. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio. At Blackfoot Communications, our mission is to connect people, businesses, and communities to their networks in Montana and beyond. Through Blackfoot sponsorships, local ambassadors, and public programs, we support initiatives such as the Emergency Broadband Benefit, Fiber Deployments, and Community Events. For information on our commitment to improving our communities with fast, reliable, and secure internet access, go to blackfootcommunications.com news. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. For the fifth time in franchise history, the Missoula Paddleheads are the champions of the Pioneer League. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. Missoula's independent minor league baseball team claimed the Pioneer Championship for the first time as the Paddleheads and the fifth time since the Missoula Osprey first debuted in Missoula back in 1998. Thursday, Missoula completed a spectacular season with a 14-1 victory over the Boise Hawks in Idaho's capital city. Paddleheads won for the 67th time in 99 games this season, jolting to an early lead by scoring 11 unanswered runs in the first three innings of Thursday 
Sunday's third and final game of the title series between the champions of the Pioneer League North and South. Missoula's A.J. Wright sparked the offensive barrage by hitting a two-run home run in the top of the first inning, and Missoula never looked back. Wright finished the game 3-for-3 with seven runs batted in. Missoula's championship run included first and second half pennants plus the overall Pioneer League title. It's the first for the franchise since 2015 and the first since changing from the Osprey two summers ago. High school football returns around Montana and in Missoula with several pivotal matchups around the Treasure State tonight. Fresh off quarantine, Missoula Hellgate travels to a Helena High squad looking to rebound from its first loss of the season. Last week, Missoula Big Sky looks to rebound from a 56-20 loss at Kalispell Glacier with a trip to Helena Capital and top-ranked Missoula Sentinel takes on that same Glacier squad tonight in the Garden City. This 102.9 ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Aspen Sound. Modest Mouse for you on a Friday. So good. Hope you're having an outstanding Friday. I'm Coulter Nuanas. This is Nuanas Now, your one-stop shop for all things sports across the Treasure State each and every weekday right here on ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. Because it's a Friday, my main man, Rajim Seabrook, riding with me. He's got to go here in about mm, half an hour. See ya. He's got a game tonight. Missoula Sentinel hosting Kalispell Glacier Showdown. A couple of the top teams in the state of Montana do yourself a favor, head on down there. You're going to see multiple, multiple Division One level talents. You're Absolutely. going to see two of the best teams in the state of Montana. And if you can't make it down, keep it right here. SWX Montana Television will have you at ABC Fox. Ryan Tutel, formerly of this show, Dukes. on the call. So that'll be fun. Uh, but before we get into more high school football, i got to continue our NFL conversation. It's all football all the time. Pre- presented by Brett's RV and Marine. Brett's RV and Marine has their end-of-summer clearance sale. Summer may be setting, but savings are on the rise. Go get pre-qualified today. Brett's RV and Marine has been locally owned and operated, family owned and operated for more than 50 years. No matter what you're in the market for, Brett's has you covered. So stop by 4800 Grant Creek Road and start your next adventure with the premier RV dealer in Montana. The first week of the NFL is always an interesting one because there's always the NFL is dominates the news cycle 365 days a year. Boom. So there's always commentary and, and debate and, and analysis and all that, but particularly in the offseason. And I always find it fascinating the teams that catch a spark, that are that are sort of the teams that all, the, every prognosticator wants to be right or first or whatever. They want to be the ones that are on the team that's going to be the team that breaks through the glass ceiling or makes a run or you know has something historic happen. Mm-hmm. And so I always find it fascinating the teams that have these this massive amount of offseason hype and then how they – perform the first couple weeks of the season, particularly the first week of the season. That said, I never want to overreact to week one results because, uh, for example, the Bills gave up a late lead to the Steelers and they lost their opener, but the Bills were one of the most hyped teams in the offseason. That said, I'm still on the Bills. I think the Bills are still really good. I'm, I'm with you on that. I think that there's another factor. The shortened preseason game uh, schedule, there weren't as many reps for first-team starters, and uh, I don't care who you are, First week, there's a sloppy play across the NFL, like just horrible penalties, just 
bad substitutions and when you just don't have your ones out there for any time during the preseason, it manifested itself on Sunday. Going back to the Bills, though, Coulter, what I saw with uh, with 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 Buffalo, because I knew my Giants weren't going to be good, but I still got to rep my home state of New York. So I'm I'm starting to look at the other team that wears red, white, and blue. Sure. And uh, I'm watching the Bills game. A couple of things stood out. Penalties killed them last week. Just mental miscues, mental mistakes, and they ran. Almost close to 40% of their plays last year were all play action, which Josh right. Allen did really well. Last week's percentage dropped down to almost a paltry 14%. Interesting. So you got so Josh Allen, you like those stats? I've been I doing my homework. So what is taking place is Josh Allen uh, was put in a position to take away from his game last week. Right. He's he's a good play action. He's a good RPO guy. But when you're only doing that 14% of the time, that means you're only 5% ex- effective. There's also the dynamic of... They ran a lot of play action last year without really running the ball that effectively. Bingo. Now teams are going to know. like The play action is not going to be as big of an option for them until they begin to run the ball a little bit more. That's the number one concern I have for them this season and moving forward because Josh Allen is spectacular, especially yes. in the play action game when he can get out on the edge. Yes. The play action into the waggle is what makes him one of the great quarterbacks in the league. He can throw on the run like that. I mean, who's, who's better besides, I mean, probably Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, that's it, besides Josh Allen. And Josh Allen has... Kyler Murray. And Kyler Murray, yeah. Russell Wilson, good, too. But, I mean, the, the, J- Josh Allen is so unique because he is three inches taller, at least three inches, and is, is in some cases six inches taller than all those guys we just named. So that's why he's such an unbelievable weapon because he has... Not quite. I mean, no one has Kyler Murray's mobility. Oh, the roadrunner? Nobody. <laughs> but, beep, but uh Josh Allen is, is special, but they're gonna. That's the, my number one concern, though. Is teams now they know that the Buffalo Bills are not trying to run the ball with that much authority. Mm-hmm. They're going to dedicate so much time and effort to Stephon Diggs. So to me, the entire keys to this offense is can they get the running game going a little bit more? But they, can they get some tight end play involved? And then how do the other guys? That's going to be the thing that opens it up for Stephon Diggs. Is Cole Beasley, Emmanuel Sanders, like how do those guys perform? And that's what they have to do. They have to become uh, a, a bit more multidimensional and not such a one-trick pony into the play action to Stefan. The problem is the offense has been so geared around that and the teams have had a year of adjustment to uh, a film to Josh Allen that it may make the Bills' um, journey this year a little tougher than uh, assumed in the preseason. Other... Week one reactions that I refuse to have. Oh, boy. Let's go. The 49ers are still absolutely nasty. I know that they got into a shootout. They they got a big lead against the Detroit Lions, and then the Lions came storming back, so then the Niners kind of made it into a shootout and a 41-33 victory for the Niners. But sort of the narrative coming out of it was, well, how do you let the Lions score 33 points? How do you get into a shootout with the Lions? Well, I'll tell you this. As somebody that's now fully engaged in sports gambling, sports betting, somebody that analyzes betting lines all the time an eight point win in the NFL is an is a whooping every line in the NFL is a three-point line every game seems to come down to like last night's did whether well, a game winning field I mean what are we now what we're three for three primetime games two Thursday night footballs and a Monday night football in which it came down to the very last second I guess Sunday night football last weekend between the Rams and the Bears was uh, a, a one-sided affair the Rams True. took care of business but Cowboys Bucks last Thursday came True. down the wire. Good game. Ravens Raiders Monday Night Football Good came game. down to the last second, and then last night came down to the last second too. So what I'm saying is, the Niners kind of got out so far in front, then the Lions came rallying back. But 
there's sort of this buzz that the Niners might not be as good as people think because they only they only beat the Lions by eight points. That's a whooping in the NFL. Hey, a win is a win. I don't care if it's one point, two point, eight points, twenty two points. When you beat the one percent, the best of the best, a whooping is a whooping. I agree with my man Colter Nunu. The uh, other couple week one reactions that I refuse to have. The Texans drilled the Jaguars. I don't care what anybody says. Texans still suck. They're the one of the worst teams in the league, man. They do. You want to know the only only thing I learned from the Texans Jags game is that the Jags suck too. That's all I learned. Don't pick anyone on your for your fantasy team from either one of these bum states. (laughs) That's where I go to. It's exactly right. It's uh there's a couple teams in the league this year that are really bad, and I think those are two of them. So right along with the Giants. (laughs) Are are we there? The Giants at bottom five. Dude, they're the top of the bottom five right now. <laughs> That's a dumpster fire. Because they lost on a last second field goal to a playoff team? Brother. I guess it was a, an undrafted free agent playing quarterback for the Washington football team last night. And as a defense, if you can't get after that, are you kidding me? But didn't, I think Washington also had a bunch of injuries, too. I think Montez Sweat was uh, was questionable coming in. He did play a little bit last night. But he didn't play a ton. Uh, I believe Jonathan Allen might have been out last night, too. It don't matter, Jonathan. I just think the Washington's better than you think they are. No, I wouldn't be no, as disappointed. No, no, I'm going to give you that. Washington is better than no, they are better. The Giants just are not bad. You always get so much insight into teams like the Giants, though, because, like you said, it's the biggest media market in the country all the time. And the number one team that's being talked about from the New York media market is the New York Football Giants, no yeah. question. Yeah. So even on all the national shows while I'm driving around all day, you hear takes about the Giants all the time. All the time. But they had Sterling Shepard on the show the other day, and they were asking him about Daniel Jones, and he's like, man, if you're around him day to day, you get it. He is the dude. I'm just so I'm just so curious if maybe they just have the perception of what the dude is. Let me tell you, I was the dude with Jeff George on Super Tech Mobile back <laughs> in the day. I was that dude. That's great. He's that dude in practice? I'm talking about real games. You're talking about practice, Sterling. Plus, Sterling Shepard, love him. We're in number three this year. Longest tenure giant in six years. Son, you don't know nothing. Like, I understand he's your dude, but is he's not the dude. The only dude I know is Lebowski, and he abides. So let's go. One is now, one or two nine ESPN Missoula. We fed Regime some coffee today, so he's really spitting. Ring, the, ring, he's spitting the rhymes hardcore. Gotta love it. Rajim Seabrook in studio with me, Coulter Nuanas. This is the Northwest Motorsports Studio. Visit Northwest Motorsport online, NW. MSRocks.com. It's our all football all the time segment where we do this two or three times a week, breaking down all things NFL. It's presented in part by Brett's RV and Marine. Brett's RV and Marine is proud to be the largest of all Montana RV dealers. They currently showcase the best inventory in the state at volume discount prices with a service department that stands behind their products. They also have their end of summer clearance sale going on. Summer may be setting, but savings are on the rise. So head on down to Brett's RV and Marine, 4800 Grant Creek Road, and start your next adventure with the premier RV dealer in Montana. More NFL to talk about. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a break real quick. And then on the other side, I'm going to tell you why you shouldn't buy the hype of the Philadelphia Eagles, even though Andrew Houghton wants you to. Why the Ravens are still a playoff team. And why even though both the Packers and the Titans stunk it up, I'm not ready to sell on either of those two teams either. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio. SportsBet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for SportsBet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. 
Sports Bet Montana, a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sports Bet Montana location or by using the Sports Bet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sports Bet Montana launched almost a year ago. And in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sports Bet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sports Bet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. Motley Crew for you on a Friday. Duck Crew. It's actually funny. Motley Crew is an uh, interesting analysis to me because hair metal, hair bands, you know, butt rock as some people butt call rock. It. They were they were like borderline glam. See, this too. is the, this is the thing though is it's so interesting <laughs> to me when there's trends like that that consume pop culture, especially the media. In, uh, excuse me, the music industry. Like Motley Crew was the first, and Motley Crew has way more edge than. Poison or Warrant or Rat or all these other bands that were Quiet Riot, all these other bands that were like them. But it's funny because then when the trend sort of hits and people started started become nauseated by the overexposure of said trend, right? Then uh, oftentimes the guys that pioneered it, the band, the artists, whatever that pioneered it, then they get lumped in too. And I thought that was sort of unfair. Like Miley Crew and Bon Jovi were always lumped in with everybody else, even though those two have objectively better songs, better musical talent, and more longevity than most of their peers. I'd agree with that, Bon Jovi in particular. Uh, that is such a crazy era for me, man. Like, when you think about the music that came out of that era, the, just the the, the tree of, of, of rock and roll, and it went to... It, the big hair bands, the yep. glam rocks, yep. and then death metal, sure. and then just the branches off that tree to where we are today. Like when you got kind of go back, you got me waxing nostalgic a little bit. Um, yeah, perm it out, baby. Let's well, go. So much of it was because it was the the beginning part of the music video too, right? Totally. Well, this is the other thing is like Van Halen is one of my favorite bands of all time. Van Halen's first two albums came out before MTV came out, so Van Halen was objectively a super hard rock band. They were like the evolutionary version of Led Zeppelin or Black Sabbath or something like that. Not quite you know, as edgy, uh, not quite as bluesy as, well, as I would say Zeppelin and, and not quite as uh, dark and edgy as Sabbath, but they were a hard rock band, not a uh, arena rock hair band. But then when the music video era came out, then of course Van Halen, it, ch- it they, changed. They dropped 1984. David Lee Roth's a beautiful man. So all of a sudden now they got hot for teacher and jump and they become sort of a a cliche of themselves, they become sort of like Motley Crue, even though they were never really like that. And then they went back to being a hard rock band, especially in the Sammy Hagar days. But it's just funny because even the best of the best, quote unquote, sold out for a moment in time because they had to capitalize on the music video phenomenon. Video killed the radio star. It's a song for a reason, kids. That's exactly right. Nuanas now, 1029 ESPN Missoula.
SWX Montana Television. I'm Coulter Nuanas. He's by Gene Seabrook. Yes, I am. We're broadcasting to you live from the Northwest Motorsport Studio. Northwest Motorsport, new to Missoula, new to Montana. They're located at the corner of Stevenson Mount here in the Garden City. You can also find them online at nwmsrocks.com. That's nwmsrocks.com. Northwest Motorsport boasts the largest inventory of trucks anywhere in the Pacific Northwest. It's like a militia of trucks out there. It's my, unbelievable. My, my son, I'm not a truck guy. My son's like, Dad, we need to test drive. I was like, what are you talking? What? I can't afford the rims on that thing. Get out of it. That's right. And they have a whole bunch of like pretty lightly used trucks. They have all the beautiful setup. They're jacked up and looking like a boss. And I mean, if you're it's a Montana cool. guy that wants a Montana truck, go on down to Northwest Motors. Yes, sir. We're going to continue our NFL conversation here uh, on Nuanez now. A couple things that more I want to touch on. The Philadelphia Eagles projected to be not a great team coming in this year. I think a lot of people thought they were going to be one of the five worst teams in the league. It didn't look like that last week against the Atlanta Falcons, a 32-6 to victory. Jalen Hurts looked really good. That said, I think Atlanta might actually be in that boat for being one of the worst teams in the league, particularly on defense. They're just really bad. But poor, poor, uh, poor. I do think that the Eagles, I, I actually, I know our guy, Andrew Houghton, who's, who's uh, one of our new contributors here at ESPN Radio. He's a big Eagles fan. And I always like to jab him. I like to jab all you NFC East guys. But womp womp. I actually think the Eagles are better than people are giving them credit for because I think Jalen Hurts is good. That said, I'm still not overreacting to the Eagles' week one win. I think that they have some work to do. But I do think they're going to be better than what, you know, the, the kind of projection. I mean, the Vegas projection was they were going to be one of the six worst teams in the league. I, I don't know if they're quite there because I think Hurts is a lot better than other people do. Well, I think also what happened going back to the NFC East is Philly was – overshadowed by everyone else you had this you know the big sexy moves made by the giants and all the free agents in the offseason you had washington coming off a uh off, off you know a playoff appearance and then the return of dak prescott to 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 dallas so the storylines across that uh, across the nfc east just favored philly to not be not be mentioned so when they come in as the as the underdog and they come in and do what they did last week now people are paying attention to them again what do you think of jalen hurts I, I like him. I do too. I like him. I'm I, I I there's just something about him though. There's his something about him just doesn't say NFL and I don't know why. Why? I don't know why. I think it's because he wears that ugly green uniform. <laughs> Here's the thing. I think that it was pounded into our heads for so long yeah. that college system quarterbacks can't transition to the NFL and in the beginning of the 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 uh massive trend of college teams running the spread that was true. Like Tim Couch fell on his face. I mean, Tim Couch was a Hal Mummy, Mike Leach disciple out of Kentucky, running the air raid when the air raid was in vogue and, and one of the first true spread offenses out there, and he came in and fell on his face. Part of that was because the Cleveland Browns had no protection for Tim Couch, but part of it also was he was a system quarterback who couldn't transition to a pro Couldn't style. read a defense. But here's the deal, man. First of all, the NFL looks way more like the college game in its offensive operation Absolutely. than it ever has. And so I think that we we think in our heads, man, that guy played it for Lincoln Riley at Oklahoma. He, he's not going to be able to transition to an NFL system. That's not true now, though, because look at what we got here in the NFL. We got college ba- sports. Ba- we got Baker Mayfield. We got – I mean, I think Jalen Hurts is a legitimate quarterback. So He's an athlete, no doubt. I think what happened to him for me, too, was he got overshadowed by Tua. Yeah, you know did. there was a little bit of, of of shine and sparkle taken away because of the the, the pr- progress and apexing of Tua coming out of college going into the NFL. So I I wondered again, system quarterback was he just a product of his environment, not really seeing it translate? 
but now we do, and we'll see. I, you know, I wish him well individually, just not his team. I'm uh, salty. <laughs> you are salty. <laughs> if you're feeling salty, feeling stressed out, or you just want to feel really good, you should head on down to Vertex Fitness. At Vertex Fitness, fall is into health and fitness. It's the season for you to focus on your health. Get strong, get fit. Vertex offers small group strength training, personal training, and over 35 group fitness classes every week. The facility is 29,000 square feet of opportunity to nurture your inner athlete. All group fitness classes at Vertex Fitness are free to the public next week. That's September 18th through the 25th. So you can sign up online at Vertex Fitness. That's VRTXFitness.com. VRTXFitness.com. Stop by Vertex to get a workout in. You can also grab a local draft beer, protein shake, some coffee, whatever, at the Apex Bistro. Vertex Fitness encouraging you to nurture your inner athlete. VRTXFitness.com. A couple more thoughts on the NFL before we get this guy on his way to Missoula County Public Stadium. By the way, we're about two hours away from right here on SWX Montana, the broadcast of Glacier at Sentinel. That's Kalispell Glacier versus Missoula Sentinel tonight. Two of the top teams in Class AA, Rajim Seabrook. He'll be on the sidelines helping out the Spartans as they take on the Wolfpack. Despite Monday night's loss for the Baltimore Ravens, I still think the Ravens are a playoff team. I think that some of the teams that performed poorly in the in Week 1, particularly the two that stand out the most, the Packers and the Titans, those two teams, extenuating circumstances. The Packers, off-season drama, lack of concentration, lack of preparation. The Titans, a bunch of stuff with the pandemic, a bunch of COVID stuff. So they weren't able to prepare very well because they had a, about a 10-day quarantine during the middle of training camp. They lost a preseason game. But the Ravens, it was not a lack of preparation. I was not surprised that they lost to the Vegas Raiders, though, because first of all, it was Monday Night Football in Las Vegas. That stadium was absolutely lit. Craziness. But two, it's, it was going to take a minute for the Ravens to bounce back what they went through the last two weeks of the preseason. J.K. Dobbins, the starting running back, tears his ACL. Gus Edwards, the backup running back, tears his ACL. And then within the hour of that same practice, Marcus Peters, one of the best corners in the league, tears his ACL. John Harbaugh says, uh-uh, this practice is over. we got to go home for a little while. That kind of stuff, when it's three in a row, bam, 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 it shocks you as a team. Well, I mean, we'll stick on the offensive side of the ball for the Ravens uh, first. They are much like our beloved Grizzlies. They are down to their four-string running back. It is really hard to get that running game going, which has been their bread and butter. Because remember, the Ravens have not had a, a, a receiver over 850 yards ever. They've had 1,000-yard receiver, one or maybe 2,000-yard receivers in the history of their franchise. What does that mean? They like to ground and pound. But if you don't have the state horses in the stable, you can't do it. The other part of that, uh, the, the, the issue with the Ravens, injuries. Look across the board of that offensive line. It's like someone made that thing look like Swiss cheese. There's just huge holes that have yet to be fulfilled. That and then uh, also Lamar Jackson, just uncharacteristic, did not play like the LJ that we are so used to seeing. The fumbles, uncharacteristic. The indecisiveness, uncharacteristic. But like you said, it's the first game, a lot of hiccups, new preseason alignment. We'll see what comes down the road. I'm also interested about, about Action Jackson because he's been under such a gigantic microscope, both as a player and as a person, uh, the last little while. And sometimes that stuff begins to wear on you. It takes an elite level of focus and uh, personal accountability to be able to deal with that level of a spotlight, especially when the spotlight becomes uh, one of scrutiny. And so I'm, I'm interested to see. Uh, Lamar Jackson is a, is 
one of my favorite guys in the league, both as a player but also as a person. I think his authenticity, the fact he's not pandering to anybody, he's not trying to be anybody else. He's so candid in his press conferences, but sometimes that gets him in trouble. Mm-hmm. Only not because, not what I think, but what society thinks, which by and large is never, is, is usually the opposite of what I try to think. But I don't know. I wonder how much the, the, the spotlight it starts to weigh on somebody like that, especially when there is you know clear deficiencies in your game that, that teams on Sundays are trying to exploit. Yeah, it's just it takes on um, the whole resonance and interactions between the media and a player of this man's caliber just takes on a different pitch. But like you said, we're not going to hit the panic button. It's one game coming off the heels of a COVID-laden season. We'll see what happens, and I know LJ will, will get him going. Last thing for you. Yes, sir. The Packers getting absolutely annihilated by Jameis Winston and the New, York, and the New Orleans Saints. Excuse me. Um, Aaron Rodgers. Look bad. Made the entire offseason about Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> and then he went and got slapped in the face. Good. I don't think it's a trend. I do think the Packers are still the team to beat in the NFC North. I still think they're one of the contenders to win the NFC. It made me very happy, though. I hope it teaches the young kids out there a lesson. Show up to work. Be kind to your coworkers. Stop complaining. Don't make it about you, man. Nothing in the world is about you, no matter who you are. And Aaron Rodgers made the whole offseason about him. And our good buddy Gus Tutel, he doesn't believe me on this. He, he thinks that Aaron Rodgers is right. He thinks Aaron Rodgers deserves to have scrutiny towards the Packers front office and that they, that they should draft him some receivers. I agree with that premise. He just went about it in what I thought was a very childish and immature way. Right. Well, I don't I don't take much stock into those choices when, you know, to tell go shopping out of a dumpster behind a you know, <laughs> behind Salvation Army. So we're not gonna get into that. I love you, Gus. Uh th- here's the issue that I feel. You cannot be a man of Aaron Rodgers' abilities and then have that narcissism come into play. You got what you deserved last week. You played like you have in practice, and I'm glad he got punched in the gut. It might be an ego check and puts him back into perspective to get back to where we know he is capable and able of playing. Missoula Sentinel hosts Kalispell Glacier. Let's go. 7 p.m., Missoula County Public Stadium. If you can't make it down, the broadcast will be live right here on SWX Montana Television at 7 p.m. Our good buddy Ryan Tutel will be on the call. Our other good friend, Rajim Seabrook, He's got to go because he's coaching in this game. So we're going to get him out of here. Hour one in the books, hour two. Coming at you, the Garden City Spotlight featuring Missoula Sentinel head coach Dane Oliver. We'll also hear from Missoula Hellgate head coach Mick Morris, Missoula Big Sky head coach Matt Johnson. We also have our Mattress Firm Student of the Week and Inside the Big Sky with Mary Lou's Cook. Jam back, second hour, coming at you hot. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio. The world may have slowed down, but it didn't stop. If you're back on the road and traveling to Missoula, we invite you to give Missoula's Wingate a try. We love our regular corporate guests and offer fantastic service, great year-round rates, and clean and comfortable rooms that will keep you coming back. While you're here, you can rack up the Wyndham Rewards points for free nights or airline miles. And starting in July, you can release some steam in our newly expanded fitness room. The team at Missoula's Wingate would love to make you feel at home 
Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 